0: Hey everybody, Cliff here with get to ko and I really hope you love what you're listening to. So did you know that you can get paid for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered it for ourselves. It's a free app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to this podcast. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast, and you earn a PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin into a gift card at places like Starbucks and Amazon. Or, if you're a good person... You could donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. You download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I will have a special code just for you. Simply just use our code, THE KO. and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to us enough on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead. And go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on Podcoin and, and sign up with the code THE KO. I swear it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the greatest spectacle is being brought to you with Julie Chewbacca Berry, Anthony A. Jay Luhon Clifford Red Dog Miller and this is Get the KO Welcome everybody to another great edition of Get the KO. I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller and as always you can see he's right here. He's my co-host. His name is Anthony A.J. Lujan. Say what up. You can call me Lou, but fight me. So, we have a lot of things we got to talk about today, right, Anthony? Tons. Tons. Tons, tons, tons of things. Tons. So, we're just going to get right into it. So, we're going to start from the bottom up, right? So, we do have UFC 242. It just happened this last weekend. We are definitely excited because a lot of cool shit went down. Anthony, let's jump into... Where we were with predictions going into the fight. Do you have those numbers up? No, because it's
1: a brand new month. We started zeros.
0: We started all the way at zeros now. With this being our first fight card. Coming up with UFC 242. So, we're going to start from the bottom up. As we said before, um, these are for punishments. Which, we have not decided on what the punishments are going to be. But they will be coming. Except one we know, but the other two we have. The other one we haven't figured out yet. We're like, we gotta get it, get it figured out. I don't know. Poor Julie. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, let's start us off right up from the bottom, right? So Carlos Diego Ferreira versus uh, Marebek Um I think you ha- you and Julie had Carlos in this fight, correct?
1: Yeah. Because I was uh, on the other we- side. And you had the other one because you didn't know how to pronounce his name.
0: Yep. And Beck, um did not come through for me in this fight. So, Marabek lost this fight in decision, as I had mentioned. Right? So, Carlos Diego Ferra, Uh giving you total stats. Of course, as always, we have these stats coming off of Google, the Google.com. Of course, now I'm going to stutter on it. Um, total strikes, 112 of two, uh, 329. Significant strikes are 109 of 326. And 0 for 2 for the takedowns for Carlos Diego Ferreira. Now, Marabek... 51 to 160, uh, total strikes, significant strikes, and 0 for two in his takedowns. This was a fight that was definitely controlled, and uh, yeah, just never seemed to get out the blocks for Merbeck. Uh Scorecards had it 29-28, 29-27, and 29-27. Um, unanimous decision. It was it was one of those fights where you had it seemed like just like I said, a guy never got out the blocks. It just He's got smoked all over the place. Um, even though like he was 0-2 for, for his takedowns, um, Diego Ferreira was able to pressure the fight, push guys into the cage, watch the fight out. Maribak just, just didn't have any answers. Anthony, what were you thinking about this fight?
1: I don't like this fight, and here's the reason why. Um, 329 total strikes were thrown by Carlos Diego Ferreira, and he only landed 34% of his strikes. He that mean, he missed over half of it, like almost almost a full third of it. Like you're not very accurate, get back to the gym, work on your strikes, work on your combos, and then come back and figure it out. That you do that against you could you do that against any top ten person in your division, you're getting smoked.
0: Yeah. It is something to be said too, is that in the light especially with a lightweight, which we'll talk more about some the fighters, especially in that top ten. Um, in the top five. Um, it's just something to be said that like when you're not accurate with any of your strikes and you're opening up a lot of holes, you're going to get knocked out. And it's uh, even if you don't get knocked out, you're just not winning a fight. 32% or 34% is not good. You want to be up and running that 50% kind of striking. You want to land a lot of blows. You don't want to throw too many feints because you don't want to give your timing away. So it's something to be said, but Carlos Diego Ferra is a, is a younger kind of fighter. So hopefully... You know, as we get, keep seeing him more and more in the octagon, we'll see him grow into uh, that predominant role. You got anything else you want to talk about on this fight?
1: No, not really. I mean, that was a hard one to watch to, to, for that to be the, the beginning of it. Thank God this next fight uh, picked, us, picked us up a little bit.
0: Yeah, so let's just jump right into it, right? So Shamil, Abadun Moff, um, Again, another name I'm going to slaughter, but I didn't go with this person. All three of us went with uh, Curtis Blades, and for good reason, because he has the deadliest elbows in the game. Um, So we'll get into it. It was a second-round TKO uh, for Curtis Blades, uh, 46 of 74 for his total strikes, 25 of 43 for his significant strikes, 5 for 5 for his takedowns. I think they said that he was the seventh UFC heavyweight To land all five takedowns that he attempted in the UFC uh so it's a great stat uh Shamil three for eight for his total strikes and three for eight for his significant strikes obviously you can see this fight got taken to the ground and it was just a lot of ground to pound by Curtis Blades uh just brutal elbows being dropped and it was just a it was a no hope situation for uh Shamil so congratulations to Curtis Blades Anthony what did you think of the fight?
1: Um, I'm 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 happy for Curtis Blades get that win. I'm gonna see what he does next. Does he go against uh, JDS or does he do we do we see Francis Ngannou next against uh, against Stipe or does Curtis Blades try Ngannou for the third time? Um, that heavyweight division's so thin that I don't know who to who to even go after. I mean, you. Those are my kids, by the way. Um, Dad is recording, so you need to to close that door. Thank you. (laughs) Are you kidding me right now? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so back to the fights. Hey, those are my kids, by the way. My son has his shirt off. Um, Definitely, uh, even Andre Olofsky might be a good uh, uh, fight for Curtis Blades.
0: Yeah, I think for Curtis Blades right now, I think Francis Nagano has to be And the discussion point, um, JDS is definitely a good call out. i definitely like to see that fight go down. Um, There is another fighter that I would like to see. But first, I want to see how this fighter performs this weekend. Before I jump the gun and say, that's who he should be fighting next. So, we'll talk about that fighter in a little bit. But, let's uh, move up to the next fight, right? So... As many of you guys know, last week, I kept slaughtering this man's name. This week, I got it right this time. Islam Makovech versus Davey Ramos. Um, <laughs> I took Islam. You, who'd you take, Anthony?
1: I took uh, Islam. I think we all all three of us took Islam.
0: We all three took Islam. And my decision, Islam won this fight. Uh, scorecard had it uh, 29, 27, 30, 26, 30, 26, which obviously tells you the testament of how he was. 88 of 148 for his total strikes. 43 of 95 for his significant strikes. 0 for 1 for his takedowns. However, Davey was 27 of 80 for his total strikes. 7. 7 of 58 for his significant strikes. 0 for 1 for his his takedowns. And we joke about it a lot, but it's a serious point that we bring up. When you land more punches than somebody attempts, you're going to lose that fight. But... When you only land seven of those significant strikes, you are going to lose that fight. And that's exactly what we saw happen in this fight. What would you think, Anthony? Seven strikes. For those of you who don't know, Anthony is like falling asleep. On he's he's forgetting that we have a podcast as well that this goes up on. Can you
1: can, can you hear my son meltdown right now? <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't hear him. In that's the a two year old for you. Seven strikes. That's all I can say about that. I don't even know.
0: <sighs> Seven strikes. Move on. <laughs> so, obviously, that was a big disappointment. And in the fight that Julie said, nobody loses this fight. Everybody wins. By the way, in case you guys didn't know, Julie is having technical difficulties once again with her uh, camera. So hopefully next week we will see her on. But in the fight that she claimed, no losers happen. Every fan of the UFC is a winner in this fight. She is correct. Um, Edson Barbosa versus Paul Felder. Here's what we got. Total strikes that were thrown by Edson, right? 77 of 133. Significant strikes were 60 of uh, 114, 1 for 3 for takedowns for Edson. Paul Felder, 75 of 174, 56 of 154, 0 for 2 for takedowns. And the scorecards had this fight. 27-30, 29-28, 30-27. All for your winner, Paul Felder. And it was an amazing fight. I, I can't even fake it like it was just a complete uh blood fest like we were looking for uh Edson landing devastating kick after devastating kick and just making sure that it was gonna be well known that he was gonna try to keep landing those kicks uh Paul takes a punch walks through the punch delivers his punches and and, and bunches while he's walking through so it was a big big up a big great fight and I just I wish I could see this run back again six months from now what do you think anthony um
1: i it was such a good fight but i really think that edson got hosed i really had edson winning this fight he looked like he controlled most of the fight um but i'm not a judge i don't get paid to judge that's what you get for leaving it in the judge's hands
0: that is what you get for leaving it in the judges' hands. Um, and then we have the fight that everybody wanted to see. Anthony was so excited for this fight. So was I. So was Julie. So was the rest of the MMA nation. As the Diamond Dustin Poirier fights Khabib Nakamotov, And in this fight, it was stopped in the third round. Total strikes for Khabib. 54 of 76 for total strikes, significant strikes were 22 of 41, takedowns 7 of 8. My man Khabib landed more takedowns than Davey Ramos did significant strikes. I just want to point that out there. It sounds messed up, but it is what it is. Uh, (laughs) He also had two submission attempts. Dustin Poirier, 30 of 57, 12 of 39, and his significant strikes, no takedowns, one submission attempt. Now it is to be noted that in the second round, uh, there was a submission attempt by Dustin. He had locked in a really tight guillotine, um, and Khabib acknowledged that. But once Dustin readjusted the his his uh guillotine choke, uh, Khabib said he felt it a lot more, and he was he wasn't trying to panic because he felt that Dustin's strength was starting to give out. Um, some to be told too, Dustin, who's been known for having great cardio, just died out in the third round um, and just gave up the rear naked choke, which apparently, I didn't know this, but this was his second, so Khabib's second time ever winning by rear naked choke. Like, it was brought up on the UFC um, after the fights, and it was it was definitely a crazy stat because even Khabib was like, that's his that number two? He said, that's two? <laughs> so... It was it was definitely uh, pretty cool to see, but um, so yeah, Anthony, what do you think about this fight? Um, it
1: went on as planned. I definitely had uh, hopes for Dustin, but Khabib's a mauler. He he's going to get in your face. He's going to take you down. He's going to put his body weight on you, put your legs, crisscross your legs as he's putting a leg, leg triangle around your legs. And you're know, going to make you carry his weight. So he just suffocates you. Um, shout out to Dustin. He did, he did look like he did hurt Khabib during the exchange in the second round. Khabib's um, Khabib, Khabib did probably one of the greatest lightweights of all time. Um, as I'm pulling up uh, Khabib's record, which everybody knows it's 28 <laughs> 0. Um. Trying to find the other rear naked choke that he did. Oh, against uh, a Shaloris. Shalorus. But he, I guess they they changed the uh, the Connor uh, submission to a neck crank, not a yeah. submit, not a. So definitely shout outs to Khabib.
0: Yeah, because I feel where you're going to come from too. Because I was thinking the same thing that Khabib. I thought Khabib tapped out Connor to a to a choke, but then when I remember. He was on the cage and he was like turned this way and he was just getting cranked over and he was just like oh dick and then he tapped. So a bitch. <laughs> um, so there's another fight that I want to talk about that was on here and Anthony, I don't know if you heard about this one or not. Uh Ottoman uh Alistair versus uh Timu It's a Timu uh Pakalin. Um it was it was in a prime it was in the in the fight card on ESPN plus um it was, a it was a it was a knockout by a punch, and the reason I bring up this because we talk about these kind of fun knockouts all the time, and the reason I bring this one up right, and we we talk about those shut off switch right, the, the the kill button, that just puts a person out instantly, and um, Timu just never saw this overhand right come, and as the overhand right comes, it lands and it hits. Timu right in the back head, and Ottoman shuts him down, and he starched him, and you can see by Anthony's face, (laughs) it is one of the most devastating knockouts I think I've ever seen, I've never seen a dude go starch from a punch like that, so if you guys get a chance, definitely go check out Ottoman, Um, he was a prelim fight, and the fight, it's pretty quick, but um, yeah, devastating knockout by him what did you think anthony <laughs> holy smokes
1: it wasn't even like
0: he like a haymaker it was just like one of those whoop, out out yep. cold <laughs> put him out cold so yeah guys uh definitely that's that's a recommendation fight um we like to talk about the prelims but we don't get to talk about them as much because we're so focused on uh the main card fight so this is why we bring it up when we get a chance to um there were some other fights that happened. Um, we're going to get into one right now. So, 1FC uh, happened on September 6th, uh, and it was their uh, Immortal Triumph card. So, I'm going to slaughter so many names. I apologize so- to all of the fighters I slaughtered their names on. So, first we had uh, Michael Pham from the UK. He won at the Featherweight Muay Thai uh, against Mohammed Farik uh, Ben Yusuf. Uh, Then we had a catchweight Muay Thai fight, uh, Amber Kitchen from the UK, who unfortunately lost to Victoria uh, Lipin Aska Aska, um, of Slovakia. Um, Then we had a flyweight Muay Thai, uh, Singtong Noi for Tilakun. He lost to uh, Momotaro, uh, moving up to the welterweight kickboxing, uh, Santina Verbeek uh won against uh Juan Cervantes and then we had um mong Plotech Pakadi Academy uh versus Joseph Lasari. Uh Meng won that fight as well. Once we move up into the main card, we had Pen Payaka, Jit Muryong, uh he won against uh Mashid Kudo. Uh we had Bing uh N- Nguyen. At uh, Adam Waite versus uh, Pujar Tamar uh, uh, by won that fight. Chris Nugent from Australia he came out with a win against uh, Yunori Ogasara and then we had a light heavyweight kickboxing match with Bay Bulu uh, Isove versus Anderson Silva and not that Anderson Silva um, but Anderson Silva did win. Uh, Nguyen Tran died not from Vietnam, uh, he was in a flyweight, uh, Muay Thai versus Aswan Chinhui, uh, he won by knockout in the third round, uh, Bantamweight, Muay Thai, uh, Kublai Dam, Sor John Peak, Utah, uh, defeated Bobo Sacco of France, and then Nango Gayudado versus Bryce uh, Delva of Algeria, um, Nongo won that fight, um, I know I slaughtered a lot of those names. I'm sorry. I'm not perfect at this. Um, but uh, some of the big names, though, it was something that caught Anthony's attention, too, was uh, uh, Bobo Sacco. Um, we are still learning about, like, at least on the Muay Thai side of things, but I've seen him fight in other fights. It's just hard to recall some of his fights as well. Um, any KA names out there that stick out to you, Anthony? Hey, not really, but fun fact.
1: The United States went one and zero,
0: right? By by, led the way for that. Um, however, we do got to talk about Bellator two twenty six. A um, lot of great fights on this, uh, and we're gonna kind of run into this card as well. Uh, Daniel uh, Carey defeated uh, Gaston Ballos by submission and guillotine at four fifteen in the first round. Manuel Sanchez defeated Taiwan Claxton by submission and triangle choke for eleven of the second round. Uh Pedro Cavallo defeated Sam Cecilia by submission. Uh face crank. And it was <laughs> it was what it sounds like. Uh 156 of round two. Uh, Alan Boric versus Pat Curran uh by TKO punches five minutes in second round. Uh Derek Campos defeated uh Daniel Strauss uh, by unanimous decision thirty twenty six thirty twenty five thirty twenty five that fight I do believe is for the new uh grand Prix that 's going on. Anthony, just to give you a heads up um, uh-huh. and last but not least we 're going to talk about this fight a little bit um, so Ryan Bader versus Chet Congo ends in no contest after an accidental eye poke by Bader at three fifty one in the first round here 's what happened, okay, just to give you guys an idea. Vader goes in for a takedown. He goes, gets the takedown. He sweeps the legs down. He starts, uh, check Congo, goes to wall crawl up. As he goes to wall crawl up, you see Ryan Vader take his hand and bring it across check Congo's face. And as he brings it across his face, his thumb actually goes into check Congo's eye. And, um, check instantly starts waving. Um, he can't see the, uh, doctors look in his face, look at his eyes, start doing a light test. He can't see anything. Fights called off. Um, a lot of guys know how tough Czech Congo is. So for Czech to say something about a fight um, speaks a lot about how much pain he was in. Or just how much danger he was in uh, because of the fight. So, big ups. Uh, I know Ryan didn't want to win by no contest. He definitely wanted to win this fight. But there was some more drama that happened after. And we will talk about that in the full cap in. Uh, in our next, in our segment at the end of the show. Um, with that being said, we do have some other fights that are coming up. Don't you agree, Anthony?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, Yep, cowboy. So, we will get into fight night 158. Um, we are doing predictions for this fight, so... Um, Anthony, I know we still have, like, we have some good time, so we can kind of dip and dive into a couple of these fights, and we'll talk about why we picked the way we picked. Um, first up, we have, uh, Misha Serkunov versus Jim Krupp. Um, who did you have in this fight?
1: Um, I am taking Jimmy Krupp. He's undefeated, and I think he's going to continue to be undefeated.
0: Yeah, so... Julie actually took Jim Crew as well. Um, she, like I said, she's not on the show, Technical Difficulties. I went, Misha, I went the other way. I went with uh, Misha. Uh, and the reason why was because I slaughtered his last name. Like always. <laughs> it's always a thing for me. <laughs> it's always going to be a thing. Um, next up, uh, we have Antonio Carlos Jr. versus Uriah Hall. Um, Julie has taken Uriah Hall in this fight. Anthony, who'd you take? Uh,
1: this one was a tougher one for me because... Uriah Hall hasn't been into been doing well since uh the Ultimate Fighter, where he went through everybody until he met up with Kevin Glaslum in the finals and then he got wrestled down. Um, but nonetheless, the it's hard to, hard to go against Uriah Hall when I'm a fan of Uriah Hall, so I'm gonna go Uriah Hall.
0: Yeah, and you're right. It's it's a tough tough one to choose, but this is something that's kind of significant. Um, I, on the other hand, went with Antonio Carlos Jr., Um, and for that reason, right? So, as much as everybody's been evolving in the game, I feel like Uriah Hall has kind of plateaued. He's great with his striking, Let's let's not take anything away from that. His strike game is beyond amazing. But, with that being said, every other part of his game just kind of suffers. So, hopefully this fight that comes up, um, he'll show me something different, and I'll start believing in him again. Uh, next fight that we have up, Michael Pereira versus Sergi Kanonovko. Who did you take?
1: I am taking Michael for one reason. I can pronounce his name.
0: (laughs) So, myself and Julie are taking Sergi. I'm obviously taking Sergi as well because I slaughtered his last name. Uh, next fight up, we have Jeff Hughes versus the returning Todd Duffy. Um. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. This is okay. So this is the first fight, and we can talk about this fight because I'm excited about this. I remember watching Todd Duffy debut against Tim Haig Um. God, ten years ago, right back in 2009. Um. Then he kind of took a hiatus back in 2015. Hasn't been in the octagon for four years. Now he's coming back. He says he feels good. Um, a lot of surgeries. Um, MRSA illnesses, mismanagement of his career, a lot of bad things have happened. Um, however, he is getting back into the octagon, which I'm very excited about. So, with that being said, Anthony, who did you take?
1: I'm not going against Todd Duffy. He lost his last fight, which was in July of 2015 to Frank Mir by, TK, or by KO in the first round. But if you look at that, everybody else, you he also, Alistair Overeem and uh, Mike Rosso, Russo, but one, two, three, four, five, five round, five of his f- last fights, first round knockouts,
0: win or loss. So, Todd, Todd Duffy gonna take it in. It's funny, man, because we were talking about the dad life, and literally, my daughter decided that she wanted to ask if she could have dessert. Like she just knocks on the door opens the door and was like, can I have dessert? I'm like, yeah, you can have dessert.
1: <laughs> Bring yeah. me one too!
0: So, um, okay, so I'm gonna be honest, right, so I have been a huge fan of Todd Duffy, I've watched a lot of things he's done, um, since he left, uh, Never Back Down 2, I don't know why I watched that movie, but I did, um, shout out to Nathan Jones, um, but then also, you know, he was in The Dark Knight, which a lot of people didn't realize, and then, um, He's He's been in so many different movies, right? And been doing a lot of other projects. Uh, but I remember the fight that he had with Alistair. I remember the fight he had with Frank Mir. I remember the fight that he had with Tim Hague. He's had a lot of crazy fights and a lot of things that have happened. Um, so I'm really pulling for Todd Duffy. And here's why. I feel like all of the injuries that he's had, he's been able to heal from. He's, you know, back in the octagon training. I don't know how much sparring he's been doing. But... What I am excited about is the potential that he could be that guy who steps up into the next round, right? And I say that in a sense that we just literally ask, who does Curtis Blades fight next? Because the heavyweight division is thin. This is that guy. Todd Duffy should be that guy to be able to fight. Um, so with that being said, I chose Jeff Hughes. I'm just kidding. I took Todd Duffy 100%. Um... So the next fight that we have, Glover Teixeira versus Nikita Krylov. Uh, Anthony, who do you have in this fight?
1: Um, you know, Glover has been up and down his uh, last few fights. Like Glover's getting old, hands down is what's happening. I mean, the dude is thirty nine years old. Um, but Both fights that, that last two fights that he's won, he's had a comeback from getting and won by rear naked choke. So, let's keep it up. Let's make
0: it three in a row. So, you're taking Glover?
1: I'm taking Glover.
0: Okay. And then, um, Julie is also taking Glover. Um, I'm not going to. I'm going to take Nikita. So, Nikita, Krylov, man, do not let me down. Um, the funny thing is, is like, we've gone so many different ways. This... This could be a great thing or a terrible thing going into this. Right. Um, last but not least, we have Cowboy Donald Cerrone versus Justin Gaethje. Um I don't even have to ask, but I'm going to. Anthony, who did you pick? Um...
1: Justin Gaethje. Psych! (laughs) I went, Donald Cerrone, you ain't going against my favorite fighter. I will never, ever pick against Donald Cerrone. Cowboy, let's giddy up.
0: Yeah, so uh, this is kind of a big fight, right? Because Justin Gaethje is also uh, coming off of a huge, huge fight. Um, And the last time we saw Donald Cerrone, he was in the octagon with Tony Ferguson. Um, You know, El Kukui and him went to town and... Because of a broken nose, stuff happens. Justin Gaethje is coming off of a huge win. Uh, first round TKO of Edson Barboza. So this would be a good test for Donald Cerrone. I can't wait to see this fight. Uh, this should be a complete bloodbath of just guys wanting to go to town. I mean, I don't really know how to how to not say it. Uh, Julie is also picking Donald Cerrone. I am picking Donald Cerrone in this fight. So we think Donald Cerrone is going to beat Justin Gaethje. Um, I, I, yeah, wow. It's, it's. This is one of those fights where nobody's going to lose this fight. There's only winners, except I, Donald Cerrone's nose. That's the only loser. Right.
1: I. Uh, here's the thing, and Eddie Alvarez. Uh, he he gave us a glimpse of how you beat Justin Gaethje. And Edson Barboza really didn't even get a chance to do it. But just suffocate him. Kick him, punch him in the stomach. Donald Cerrone has sidekicks, he has a front kick. I just think that he's going to kick the air out of him. And eventually, Justin's going to be too tired to play.
0: Right. No, I I agree, man. I think uh, I think the one thing about Justin is that when he gets tested... And gets pushed to a limit. He can rise to the next level. But the unfortunate thing is that he's also been known to just kind of drop the ball when certain things happen. Obviously, he only has two losses. But it's more about the pressure situation that he gets put into. And sometimes he's been known to crack versus become a diamond. So, obviously, we know Donald Cerrone. He is what we get what we get with him. And we know what we're going to get with him. Just this crazy dude who says, fuck it. Let's go out there and beat this guy's ass. And then he does it. So, Big shout outs. um That's kind of like all the fights that we got coming up. Anthony, let's talk about our new segment that we love talking about all the time. The fuck happened? So what the fuck happened? Let's talk about some stuff, man. What happened?
1: All right. So, do you want breaking news or do you want news that we were t- kind of talking about doing today? Let's go with uh. Let's go with breaking news. Breaking news. Steven Wonderboy Thompson. Versus Vince A. Lukey at UFC 244, just announced.
0: Nice. There you go. Breaking news. You got it firsthand, right here from us. Well, not really. It's more like we got from secondhand, but but well, we got it nonetheless. We. So we can talk about this fight, but I, I know there's another fight on 244 that we need to talk about. That. The New York fight. Like, let's be real. We have a new belt that's being introduced just for this one fight, right? So let's dive into it, right? Nate Diaz, George Mazadal, 244, New York City. I think it's at Madison Square Garden, isn't it? Yes, sir. So we're talking about MSG. We're about to have one of the craziest fights of all time, right? Obviously, George Mazadal's is coming off of this huge knockout of Ben Askren We just watched Nate Diaz go into a bloodbath. It's, where do we even go from here? Like, this is the, this is the BMF. Like, this is the kind of fights that UFC fans deserve. Like, we've asked for these kind of fights when it came to, like, GSP versus Anderson Silva. We've asked for these fights when it came to Brock Lesnar and, uh john jones we've asked for these kind of fights to be given to us and now we're actually getting our first real super fight so anthony let's dive into this man what is your first thought process of this nate diaz versus george masvidal for the bmf title
1: well let's let's really think about this uh george masvidal's got some power i mean we sat there we didn't think anybody was gonna be able to knock out um Darren Till. Uh, Darren Hill came off a loss to Tyron Woodley, where Woodley, he hit him, and he, he dropped him once, but then they, when they took it to the ground, he got him in that Darce choke. Um, and then you get George Mazzaval who just wailed on him, knocked him out. I think it was like one of these swing, it was like a half-assed uppercut, and knocked out Darren Hill. Then he gets a five-second win against Ben Askren, which, who knows what happens? Who really knows what happens after those five seconds? If that hasn't happened, it's kind of like the Conor McGregor, Jose Aldo. What really happens if Conor doesn't get the 14-second knockout? Um, that's a hard one to do. Nate Diaz, though, is on another level. Like Anthony Pettis is a one bad motherfucker. Like he's had some. he's, he, he's had two good fights now. Anthony Pettis, uh, versus, uh, El Kukui, that was a bloodbath, and, and then Anthony Pettis versus Nate Diaz, where Nate Diaz just dominated him, like, no ring rust, nothing, or cage rust, sorry, nothing, um, two of the baddest motherfuckers are are about to fucking get it going, crazy.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited about this fight, because, you know, we we've watched George Mabsall go to war with like everybody under the sun. And now we're seeing one of the baddest dudes in the UFC who calls out BMFs left and right enter in. And this is one and done deal. Like this belt is only being made for this one fight and Dana felt that it was appropriate to have this belt showcase and then one of these guys are gonna be able to talk about how they are the BMF. So for UFC two forty four, Madison Square Garden, the headlining fight is for the BMF title. Nate Diaz, George Mabdal, I cannot wait to see what's gonna happen in this in this round. Um, Anthony, what else other news do you have for us for um, the folk happen? Let's talk about what
1: might happen at MSG when one of these guys win about George has been campaigning for it, but he wants The Rock to be there and to be able to put the belt on whoever wins this title. How crazy would it be for The Rock to be there?
0: Yeah, so for you guys who don't know, The Rock Dwayne Johnson, um, that's his first last name, The Rock, and his nickname is Dwayne Johnson. Um, So The Rock Dwayne Johnson has actually tweeted out that he wants to be um, at the fight, and he said he's going to do everything he can to be at the fight. And he even asked Dana if he could be the person to put the belt on that person. Whoever wins that fight. I don't, I don't know if I could think of another person that I would have put that belt on somebody. Like, currently. I, if we were saying all time, Bruce Lee probably would be my dude. That Yeah, bad motherfucker. That's who it is. Actually, you know what? I can think of one other person I would have put on. The BMF belt on the waist. Samuel L. Jackson. Because Samuel L. Jackson is a bad motherfucker. Yo, he, you cannot say, Anthony, for those who don't know, he's just shaking his head at me. You cannot say that because he has a wallet that says bad motherfucker. He has a lightsaber that says bad motherfucker. Samuel L Jackson is a bad man.
1: <laughs> I, I would I would say I, I, I want Morgan Freeman to do it with his hands. just just like
0: <laughs> hey, Morgan Freeman
1: <laughs> No, um there, there's a couple of names. I mean Chuck Norris, Steven Seagal, um like you said, Bruce Lee, Joe rogan Jack, Jackie Chan.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I accept. I mean, there's, there's a couple to get. I mean, this is this is a fantasy of who would, who Arnold should be. Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, that's it. Arnold. <laughs> um, fuck all that, no way. I, I'll tell you who needs to put that belt. And Dana White, you better get this done. You better get a plane ticket. But I better be that MSG putting the belt around somebody's waist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just advocate for yourself. You're
1: right. I am There's... the baddest motherfucker, Dana White. I should be putting it on the baddest motherfucker in the UFC because you're too chicken to sign me.
0: He oh. <laughs> about to. Or it might be
1: it might be because I'm 34, fat, and out of shape. One of those two.
0: <laughs> so, what else do we have in other stories?
1: Um, Dustin coming off the loss to uh, to Khabib, really thinking that. Dustin versus Connor. Um could happen. Uh but Connor's in a mix of like four, four like four guys are trying to pull Connor in his way like all different ways. You got Dustin Poirier, you got um you got Frankie at Ad- Edgar down there. I mean Jose Waldo Jose Aldo might want him. Um but if Tony Ferguson pulls out of the uh, the Khabib fight, Khabib Connor too could happen too.
0: Yeah, so this is a story that's been kind of breaking lately. A lot of negotiation problems have been going on um, with uh, this Khabib uh, Ferguson fight. Um, it seems like both sides are trying to negotiate and try to figure out how they're going to make it work. But it sounds like one camp is like saying no to everything, while one camp is saying yes to everything. So I'm very curious into what's going on. And I think it might be a, a location deal. Because I don't know if they you know, want to fight here in the U.S. Or if they want to fight elsewhere. Um, I just think uh, either way it goes down, um, the fight just needs to happen. So I don't really care where. I don't care when. It just needs to happen. That has to be the fight. I don't really know if I agree with Conor uh, Khabib too. I know it'll sell. But I wouldn't have the title on the line for it then. Because... Conor has already been beaten by Khabib. Ruthlessly beaten. And Conor didn't have an answer. So I would think that Conor needs to get into a fight with somebody to get that next title shot. I understand he's a big draw. I understand he's Conor McGregor. I understand that stuff. But he can take his Irish number 12 whiskey and keep selling it and earn a fight to fight Khabib. That's what I think. Um, I think if a person deserves to be uh, the next fighter up, It, I would just venture off and go back to Dustin. I thought Dustin landed a lot of good shots. I thought Dustin deserved... He, he was working for that win. He landed a big shot on Khabib. And it shows that Khabib still has some holes in his game. Not many, but he does have a couple holes in his game. And Dustin was able to exploit a couple things. I think if Dustin conditioned himself a lot better for the fight... And understood exactly where it could be wanted to take the fight, he would have done. He would have defended well, and he would have won. Um, so, I think Dustin should get that second crack. Um,
1: yeah, I agree. Uh, there's no news on Kane Velasquez fighting. They don't know what's going to happen, so we're just going to talk about him. If some of y'all don't know, Kane Velasquez is probably one of the most dominant champs in heavyweight UFC heavyweight history. He Took the title from Brock Lesnar, lost it to the JDS, took it from JDS, uh, losing it to who did he lose it to last?
0: I don't recall. It was like- I, I don't know
1: I, I don't know if he did actually I think he might have uh, relinquished it due to his back injuries actually. Um, I I guess i it up here. Oh no, he lost to uh, uh, Fabrício Rudum. Oh yeah, that's in right. In Mex, in uh, in and I think it was in Mexico City, um, but really hasn't done much after. Out since then, he uh, beat Travis Brown by T uh, K O in 2016, and then his last loss to F- Francis. But he's a bigger star in another prom- in another promotion. Like if some of y'all don't know, he professional wrestles in uh, Lucha Libre. Yeah, Triple AAA. L- and he's talked to WWE, he's talked to AEW, all the big promotions that are going on.
0: So, shout
1: out to Kane for doing that. Um, what's, your, what's your take on that, Cliff, or do you have one?
0: Um, as far as him, like, I watched him in that. Um, so, if you guys didn't know, Lucha Libre, um, AAA, they had their big uh, WrestleMania-type event, I guess, for some of you guys who know what that means. It's kind of like the Super Bowl of, like, Luchador Wrestling. Um, But Cain Velasquez looked amazing. Um, If you guys haven't seen that wrestling match, if you are interested in that kind of style, go check it out. He does like big springs. He's able to do a huracurana and like head scissor takeovers. It's insane. The things that he's able to do with his back being uh, recovered, um, I was definitely impressed. Uh, I know Cody Rhodes was in the match as well. And Cody said it himself too. He was like, damn, like we should really sign this guy. So we'll see what happens. Um, and as far as Kane goes, getting back into the UFC, into MMA, I just don't see it happening. Um, he's a great fighter, he'll always be a great fighter, but unfortunately, the game caught up to him and it's past him. So, I don't know if I would want him back in.
1: Fair. I, I call that fair. Um, so I have two other things that w- that we want. Oh, I got one other thing that I want to talk about, and then I'm going to dig deep in another thing. Um, we were talking about Bellator 226 main event. What happened afterwards?
0: Yeah, so let's get into this, right? Uh, Ryan Bader, obviously, with Chet Congo, we said the iPoke happened. Um, but then, uh, was it during a press conference that we had an unexpected visitor running and kind of start some trash talk with uh, Ryan Bader? That man being Quentin Rampage Jackson. Yes, that Rampage Jackson. Um, Really, sounds like he wants to fight Ryan Bader like badly.
1: Um, yeah, that didn't happen during the press conference. It, it happened right after the fight during the post-fight uh, interview. Um, it's sad. It's sad to see uh, that this stuff happens. We we try to get away from people. Jumping into the cage, jump going through the doors into the cage. Uh, Eric Khabib being out the cage to jump on somebody.
0: <laughs> Eric <Khabibing.
1: laughs> Um, which shout out to you, he did it. He did it again after he beat Dustin just to give uh, Dana a hug. Um, but with like with that whole Eric Kabib thing going on, his guys jumping in the cage, Connor jumping in the cage for other promotions. And then you had Brock Lesnar DC situation, uh, now you get Rampage who just comes into the Bellator cage and just uh, walks through and says he, he wants to fight. Uh, was a fight, Bader. Um, Ryan Bader. Yeah. That I mean, it sucks to see that. Um, really though, do you deserve it? That's the thing. He, he KO'd uh, waterley Silva. Uh, in September of last year. Yeah. Before that, he lost to Chael Sonnen and uh, King Mo for Bellator. I mean, he's two and two in Bellator. Do you re- really deserve that title shot yet?
0: You know, it's funny because, like, selling tickets wise, I can see why this would be a big deal, um, especially because Quit Rampage Jackson. But it goes back to something I talked about. Um, not just a few episodes ago. It's been a long time since I talked about it. I guess we'll end up talking about it now. It'll be the first time I talk about it on YouTube. Look at all these fighters from the UFC who were cut from the UFC, had success at Bellator. And it's not going to sound cool for me to say it this way, but if effectively, if to me, it sounds like Bellator's A team is the UFC's B team. And the UFC B team is dominating that squad, right? Um, just look at it, like, Frank Mir was there, Shell Sonnen was there, Ryan Bader is there, uh, Phil Davis is there, um, who else, um, geez, Chuck Congo was there, you know, uh, Lyoto Machida, which by all means, I'm not saying that he's one of those guys, but he is in that, he is in that world. Roy McDonald. Roy McDonald, who's another champion who wasn't able to do things in, uh, in the UFC, he made a name for himself in the UFC, but eventually he got cut. I think John Fitch fights in that promotion every once in a while too. Like it's crazy, Koscheck, Paul Daly, um, guys who were just in the UFC. Like these were guys who, well, Paul Daley's kind of an exception. He got booted out of the UFC after sucker punching Josh Koscheck. But um, you're just looking at these guys. You're looking at these guys. Like what? Why are why are the UFC's B team able to dominate? In this promotion, and they can sell fights. I give them that, but it's just I want to see new stars get pushed into a division, and not these guys. You know what I mean?
1: Here, uh, here's the thing. You're two and two again. I'm gonna go to you're two and two in the UFC Into the fight or or, or fight, Jack Hagar, Jake. Yeah. Or Jack Hagar, uh, Jake Hagar, and, and he's two and zero. Fight him. Let's see what you're really about, because Hagar is a bad motherfucker. Unfortunately, like he's shown, he's got some great wrestling, and he can take a punch. So let, let's beat that match up. and then we'll talk about maybe giving you a title shot. But you just can't jump in a cage and demand things like he does. I mean, it sucks. I had so I love. I love Rampage. I love the, ah! to the, uh, to the, to his rants when he was with, against Rashad and uh, the ultimate Fighter, and not kicking the door, kicking through the door. Um, bro, just
0: man up. Yeah. I don't know if Jake, I don't know if Jake Hager would be the matchup I would put him with. Um, I may ask for him to fight big country. That might be a matchup. I would say, because especially with the heavyweight division, I only say because Jake is so young in the game still. Like he's only two and zero. He's had two professional fights. He's done great things, but he's really fought nobodies. And until you give him that first real test, I don't see it happening. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I feel for you there. Um, and I'm looking out for Bobby Jake's Lashley. Career. Still active, by the way, in the in the in the, in Bellator.
0: But the WWE have the rights to him? And if they don't want him to go fight, they won't let him. Even though they let Brock Lesnar go fight in heavyweight uh UFC two two hundred, I don't see the WWE being so lenient with Bobby Lashley, especially now that Bobby Lashley has undergone elbow surgery.
1: Oh yeah. That is right. Um and you also
0: got Frank Mir out there too. Yeah, we'll just skip that name. <laughs> yeah, I said um it.
1: But yeah, that's my opinion. Man up, dude.
0: So, what else do we have going on in uh, the fuck happened?
1: Before before I go to this one, what do we have for you? Do you have anything other pressing that you want to talk
0: about? I can't remember. I think we talked about a few things before we came on, but I can't remember.
1: So let's talk. About, let's talk about USC two forty four and what was supposed to be the the main the main event. Do you remember who that was
0: supposed to be? Not nah, at the top of my head. No.
1: Kamaru Usman versus Kobe Covington. They were, oh, they were predicting yeah. it, but Kobe Covington stiff-feated st- and said, "No, I'm not going to fight because you guys don't you guys don't want to pay me big money." Like they like they, they're calling he was calling himself the champ, dude. You're not the champ. You you're carrying down you're carrying away the fake title because you wouldn't get in the ring with Kobe Covington or with a uh, with Tyrone Woodley. So you got stripped of that title. U Usman is that man, dude. And you need to buck up, dude. This whole publicity thing, everything that you're doing, you're Kobe is a disgusting prick. From all from calling Brazilians animals to talking about Matt Hughes. Running around just praying around all the UFC like uh, warm ups, anything like like Uh, live training sessions, dude, get out. Fight, sign the line, and fight Usman. Or get out of the UFC, dude. Stop holding up.
0: Yeah, um, and you know, it goes back to me thinking like, like, I think there's two different people that we're seeing, right? So there's the Kobe Covington, like, persona of like, what people expect, and then there's like, the businessman of Kobe Bryant, like the personal side, right? And it's it's a much like, you know, Floyd, right? When Floyd got into the into boxing, you know, he wasn't Floyd Mo- mate, money Mayweather. You know what I mean? Like he was very quiet. He was very reserved. He didn't really talk a lot of trash. He just kind of was like, hey, like I'm just here to box. I'm just gonna I'm gonna fight. That's what I'm gonna do. But then like he realized like he wasn't getting those big pay per view deals that he wanted. And so when he switched over to be Money Mayweather, like that's when the big names came to him. The attitude came out. I get money. I get millions of dollars. I'm undefeated in boxing. I'm undefeated at the in WWE. I'm undefeated in everything that I touch. Blah, blah 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 blah. And it it was what it was. I think what we're seeing here is Colby Compton kind of take that playbook and make it more controversial, which is that good for him. But um, yeah, you—it's—it's—it's it's, it's one of those things where you gotta step up, you know. Yes, you gotta step up and put your money where your mouth is because you've been writing a lot of checks, and you—you you should be fighting for the title. And Kamar Usman is clearly the champ, and you should be fighting the champ. So, get in the octagon and fight the champ, or don't, and don't talk about don't, being a champ.
1: Don't get me wrong, um, dude's a good badass, dude. He he just dominated Robbie Lawler, um, but you—he ducked out of Tyrone Woodley. Now he's now he's playing stiff feet with uh, with Kumar Usman. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you what he said, and and it says, "What hap- What happened exactly with the UFC? They came to me and offered me a basic challenger rate." I said I'm not a challenge I'm not challenging I'm the champion I'm I've never lost I just defended my title I brought the Trumps I got a tweet from President Trump that's 3.5 million in marketing if you break down the an, analytics of it it in itself just to promote this show I put my life on the line for this company w- went to Brazil said outlandish things where people literally want to kill me. And I had gangs in uh, Felva coming after me like they wanted something from me. So how am I a basic challenger? I'm standing up for what's right. Dude, you didn't want to, again, you did not want to fight Tyrone Ridley, which they stripped you of the title. Flat out, fight Usman. Get that ass.
0: It is, it is what it is like step up to the plate and, and challenge and fight and win if you think that you aren't a basic challenger okay let's I would sign up as a basic challenger to show that you're the champ I just I don't know it is what it is um, I would say that I and I understand where he's coming from because he is he is a, a marketable person good good or bad he is marketable he's definitely shown that everybody's like From getting the WWE to agree to let him use Kurt Angle's theme song so that people would tell him that he sucks and he knows it, to saying the shit that he said in Brazil, like, hey, he understands the game. And he's ready to play. So, it is what it is. I I give it to him. What else you got? That is... That's all I
1: got for what the fuck is happening.
0: Yeah, so... You know, a lot of a lot of big topics, a lot of big uh, controversial topics that were happening, um, but we gotta move this segment along. So, Anthony, why don't you give us uh, some Lincoln love?
1: All right, my Lincoln love is—I'm always gonna say my family, you know, because we are three weeks away from less, probably less than three weeks away from my son being here. Um, but I'm gonna shout out. Mistaken, Uh, Jaden and them are rocking out. They've had a couple of good shows in the past few weeks that I haven't had a chance to. Um, October 5th, uh, Take the Day in Topeka, Kansas. Mistaken is going to be out there. And then they're also going to be with LA Guns uh, here soon too. So shout out to Mistaken local band here. I love promoting local bands here. And Jade is one of my good friends. Uh, So shout out to her and the band.
0: Yep. And um, Anthony, let them know where they can find you.
1: Okay, so before you, I'm going to give you my handles, we also got to remember that uh, 22 veterans die every year. And this number has been going on for a long time, especially with what's going on. We are recording today on September can't tomorrow is nine eleven um, so tomorrow is a bigger a bigger day for some a lot of us for and uh tomorrow will be a day that was the day that I decided I was gonna get in the military uh, when nine eleven happened, I think I was a freshman in high school that happened, and I said I have to wait till my junior year, but I'm gonna get in the military and protect my family and defend my family um so 22 veterans die every year every day um from wars from battles that they can't win emotionally psychologically uh and i just want to shout out to them i want to really put them on notice uh that we're always here for you me and cliff both are veterans we both go through their own things with ptsd um julia are the co-host she has some sort of PS- ptsd as well so we all go through some stuff but if you need us reach out we will answer you and we might not immediately answer you but i promise you once we get to our phones and we see something we will reach out i mean for god's sakes we love to talk we're doing a goddamn podcast you guys can see us talk, finally. Um, so reach out <laughs> if you need us for anything. If you just need somebody to vent for if, or to vent to, if you're going through some stuff and you just don't know what to do, what direction to take, um, reach out to us. We'll help you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Luhan 1985 uh, Twitter, yes, I'm back. Fuck you, Coving Clinton. And Snapchat, Luhan 1985 Add me, I'll add you. Let's send some freaky
0: stuff. So with that being said, um, I do want to take a moment to, to just talk about today's kind of a special little day, and I say it in a special day kind of wholeheartedly, but as well as also known as a downer. Uh, today is not, uh, Suicide Prevention Day, so I definitely want to bring that up, um, and I, I asked Anthony to give his handles out because this is always the first thing he talks about, 20, uh, you know, 22 veterans, um, but knowing that somebody dies every 40 seconds because of suicide, it's it's no it's not a joking matter. It's not a laughing matter. It's not a weak matter. Um, we understand, right? Um, as veterans, myself and Anthony, um, Julie, just being attached uh, to veterans as well as her going through her own thing, we all understand. We can, we can empathize with you, and we understand, like, um, the journey is hard, and we get it. Um, but we just want to make sure that you guys have an outlet and that you can reach out and you can talk to us. We try to respond as quickly as possible. Sometimes it may take longer. Sometimes it, we're there immediately. Sometimes you might just catch us and we have our phone in our hands. But we do our best to reach back out. Um, you guys can find me on all your favorite social media platforms at cm__miller85, whether that's Twitter, Instagram, what TikTok, Snapchat, Reddit, whatever. You guys can find me in that in that handle um reach out and we'd love to have a conversation with you guys don't forget to um this is on youtube so hit that subscribe button down below like comment share it with your friends let them know that you know you're a fan of this kind of content um leave a comment let us know what you guys think we can't wait to interact with you guys and with that being said anthony tell them bye hey right
1: before that hey cliff flip around your hat let them know what's up what are we wearing Oh. Football <laughs> well, season has started, baby. I mean, sucks out what happened last night with the Raiders, but we Bronco fans, till we die.
0: Yep. And as if you can also see, too, this is actually the military hat that, you know, military awareness. So we definitely love our troops because we wear those guys, too. So. Definitely. Anthony? All right, 22 guys. Yep, and as always, guys, good fight and good night.